You're with Julian and a review of The King's Man, which is the third in the uh, Kingsman franchise by a British director that I'm up and down with, Matthew Vaughan. So, I mean, I've cut, I like have a big problem with that whole lockstock world which he comes from, and so does um, the Baby Driver guy, who did my second favourite film of last year, Last Night in Soho. That was a good. Why wasn't that in the BAFTAs? It's a British film. That was amazing. Layer Kate was um, Daniel Craig starring Layer Kate was all right. Um, Kickass, the first one, was good. And also, X Men First Class was excellent. So he had a good run. Um, and the first Kingsman film, which was like this um, secret society of British super intelligence agents that are just, you know, they've got super duper technology that doesn't really exist and almost supernatural superhero powers. Um, the first Kingsman was a real breath of fresh air because it was, um, it was you know, fairly uh, loose and free with its comedy, uh, quite obscene at times. And um, I thought I really enjoyed it. And um, it, it looked to, you know, to be tipping its hat to becoming a really, really interesting franchise. And then the Kingsman Secret uh, Golden Circle, the second one, came out. And that was an absolute travesty. It took everything that was special about the first film and trashed it. Like the, the everything was on the nose. It had, it basically just it it destroyed a lot of what the first film was. I think they got rid of virtually the entire British Secret Service and shoehorned a couple of big name American actors in for no reason at all. I, I had no interest in seeing where that went to, but it was an abomination. It was so bad. One of the biggest drop-offs between the first film and the second film I have ever seen. And when The Kingsman came out, which was a precursor film, set before all of this happened, uh, which is vaguely in the modern era, and taking it all the way back to how this Kingsman uh, group of secret operatives operating within the intelligence community in the UK came about, and got trashed by the critics. I was um, 100% sure that uh, he delivered another turkey. But I was actually really quite impressed with this film. Um, this time around we get uh, Ralph Fiennes. Um, he's remarkably a still underappreciated actor. He's done so much that's good. I actually thought he was pretty bad in the Bond films, to be honest. Given that he was replacing Judy Dench, they made his character so anemic uh, for no reason because he can certainly handle more than they gave him in those films. He, th like this film has come under fire for its mixes of tonality um, where it can show some really dark things next to things that are just stupid comedy. And it starts with concentration camps. So some of the first concentration camps were set up by the British uh, fighting the Boers uh, of Dutch descent in South Africa. And basically just putting the whole populations in there and they all died from starvation and uh, disease. Uh, and these were the precursors to the more famous concentration camps. But I do believe that the British kind of have uh, first dibs on concentration camps. So that's where we start. And it's quite uh, confronting. And Ralph Fiennes goes there with his very young son and his wife who's working for the Red Cross. And she's killed by one of the Boer, Boer snipers. And he develops the Kingsman. So he's a highfalutin guy in uh, British society. And he, he develops this sort of underground network of spies who, it, who are, are designed to protect the British Empire from the impending 
World War One, which is just around the corner. And he makes a pledge. Excuse <coughs> me. He makes a pledge to not let his son ever become involved in the war, uh, who is Harris Dixon. So Ralph finds his Orlando Oxford and Harris Dixon's comrade Oxford, his son. So his son always wants to go into the military just as the build-up to the First World War happens and when it is impossible for people of uh, stature in the UK not to be in the military. One of the biggest lies about World War One is the rich sent the poor to die. That has one of the highest percentages of the richest children dying of any war. There's lots of weird things about World War One that you don't really hear about. And the that was the last time that the posh people in the UK f were mandated to go over the top and fight physically in a war. And they had one of the highest rates of officer class deaths of any war for British people. Um, so anyway, this um, it, it, it's, it's a relatively messy affair when it comes to the plot, but it throws so many interesting paradigms up. He, like One of the first people he fights, it, it, it shows some really interesting politics. Like it shows the First World War as basically being three cousins that were all related, one British, one German, one Russian, having a spat and deciding to take the world into war, it isn't that far from what happened. It shows these people as being moronic to the extreme. There's some really interesting politics in this film, and I think a lot of critics can't handle films like Don't Look Up, which throws throw some really serious stuff in, in amongst some really sort of um, madcap humour um, and think that, you know, the it gets lost but I actually kind of like that about it it had a really cavalier attitude towards history and towards um imbuing very serious topics with with humor and a lot of the politics aren't that far from being actually decent so I thought that was a quite a good point for the film um and we go we sort of progress through World War One and the death of Kitchener as well which is really actually quite well done visually I thought this film was really on point Looks like it spent a lot of money on it. And it didn't make much back, but um, I suspect that the terrible reviews are, are, are the reason for that. Gemma Arterton is um, is a little bit okay. She's um, she's the pretend maid of the household, but is really a super spy as well. As is uh, Jimon Hunsu, as I've seen in many films. He's um, he's the butler, but he's also a member of the spy network. And, of course, uh, Ralph Fiennes' son actually enlists in the army uh, by pretending to be a commoner and ends up on the front. Um, there, I thought the story had plenty of guts. It, it, it petered out, like, it, it, it introduces a nemesis that gradually bubbles up towards the end of the film, which was its, probably its weakest point. I actually like them going through these uh, moments in history, these really big moments in history, uh, and um, like they meet Rasputin and have, have a big fight with him. And it's kind of revealed that there's, in opposition to the Kingsmen, this British spy network, there's this other group who are the Spectre. They're Spectre. Lots of this film is um, cut out of other films and other scenarios, um, such as, you know, there's a, the evil villain who has his own spy network and so on, which isn't original. But I thought overall, presenting all of this sort of heavyweight really dark period of history 
in an often madcap and action-filled way. The action, I thought, was decent. Um, no one else really stood out that much. And I thought the um, the Spectre... Net, the, Charles Dance as well, he's in it. He's such a brilliant actor and he just never gets the kudos that he deserves. He's brilliant in everything I've seen him in, particularly as he's got older. Even going back to Aliens 3, he was magnificent in that. Um, no one else really stands out and some of it is quite silly. Um, but it's it's fascinating to see this pop-up pop up book version of history. And although the tone is all over the place, the serious stuff's done really quite well, considering how onerous Kingsman 2 was and how absolutely gutter level that was, from humour to everything in it was really like gutter level on the nose. This has got so much more class. I didn't expect it to have the... Um, the tone it's got and to be quite so lush visually as well it's really quite beautiful and well shot so even though it's a short review i'm going to give the kingsman a very solid seven and a half out of ten it's well worth watching and don't believe the hype about that one